It's been Theon Griper, 718-339-6020. Baruch Hashem. We're alive. Everyone take a deep breath. Feels good, right? We have to appreciate. Take another deep breath. So, Baruch Hashem. We always start with a little safety. Again, this time of the year. Don't take for granted riding the bikes without helmets at night, without shining lights and a shining jacket or something. When you walk in the street at night, day, the same thing. There's a lot of action going on, a lot of action. Especially this time of the year, at night, cars go down different highways. If it's an ocean parkway, if a highway, they go pretty quickly. And cars turn and others don't look. Unfortunately, some people are texting and with phones also in the cars that don't help any. Be very careful. Helmets, everybody. I see even grown men, they're riding with their hats. Put on a helmet. Look silly. Put on a helmet. It's very crucial. These little things are big things. And unfortunately, we hear things each year and accidents and crucial ones. And so why not avoid them? And the houses too, the same thing. There's a lot of action, cutting watermelons and everything. Please, knives, forks, hot stuff, put it aside. Barbecues, be careful. Little spritz makes it go up, but it can go up somewhere else too. So at the time, be very safe. And we also mentioned about safety. Someone mentioned to me a safety as far as eating goes. Don't overnotch notch your children. Don't overeat things that are not healthy. Very important. And Baruch Hashem, we started counting by Midbar last week. So the first idea is from Ramilla's tapes 571 is Hashem, eh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When Moshe asked Hashem, what am I going to tell these Jewish people? What am I going to tell these people? Certain God has taken us out of Egypt. What am I going to call him? Shemo. What's going to be his name? So we think omnipresent, the creator, Hashem, Shakai. So Hashem responded back, Eya, Asha, Eya. I will be what I shall be. I will be forever. Past, present, and future future is in Hashem's memory all the time. That everything we say and do is forever and ever and ever. It's a very crucial understanding. Hashem, to Hashem, there's no time. Everything is there. We have our own free will to do and make decisions. But Hashem knows the end of time, the beginning of time, past time. So when that was said, Hashem was telling us, I am forever, and you are also forever. We have to stand, we're not eternal people that we put on a light after pers- a person passes away, or make a certain monument, or plant a tree. No, it means your mind, your existence is forever and ever and ever. And if we think a little bit, repeat it once a day a little bit. So maybe before we say something, do something, or plan our day, maybe it'll be a little different.
And we see already when Hashem says forever, we say Nasevanishma. A person usually hears and then does. But angels do first. So we have to understand we're like angels also. Certain malachim quality. So it's forever, forever, forever. And we have to know that everything we do, the Rob gave an example of two brothers on a field. Both had their fields and business was bad. So one man left his field and started to work for somebody. And his field fell apart. Weeds grew. And the other, he also had to leave the field. But at night he would take care of it, make sure he put in his work. And after years, years went by, the one who left his field, he only had to work. He had to work with somebody and work and work. But the first, second fellow who decided to plant the night started growing, started growing. And eventually, his own time he had, so this is our lives. We work and work and work. And work for other people too. But we have to understand, we have to put that extra time into planting our own field, our own field. And also, so we know we're eternal. We know what we say is forever, forever, forever. So our next step is to know Hashem loves us. Miller mentioned on the Parsha that Hashem counted as one of the reasons because Hashem loves us. I'm Kadosh. And Sefer Derech Hashem adds, maybe that's where it came from, that a person has to understand Hashem loves you. And as much as you recognize Hashem's love, that's how much you will be able to live by Tov. You will have Tov. But a person who doesn't recognize Hashem's love, Hashem's Tov, so the person is walking around without Tov. So it's an important concept to also the eternal, the eternal people have to understand Hashem loves you and the Tov is constant, 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 constant. Sometimes it comes in a way of a potch, like a boy putting his hand in fire, the father hits his hand away, and not so softly, but whacks it away. So sometimes we get wax. But it's important to realize the toe, recognize. You can be simplistic and start from your toes to your knees to your eyes. Start from your clothes. Go to the place you live. Go to the safe street you're in. Go to the panasa coming in. Or else we call ourselves broke. But Baruch Hashem, it goes in, it goes out. There's a lot to real, And you recognize the Tov, you will have Tov. If you don't recognize the Tov, so you'll have it, but it's it's not there. Person, And a person will be surprised. You can lose the Tov also. So that's a second element to work. We're eternal. Everything we say and do is forever. And also, every Shem, Hashem is sending everything for Tov, but you have to recognize the Tov, and you, then you will get the Tov. And a third element we're going to add, Blazer Ginsburg spoke this week about the B'nai Aaron. Moshe spoke, Moshe and Aaron spoke to them specifically. Because they were people that had burning a burning desire 
a burning desire to want to hear and live by their Rebbeim's words. So third element, the person has to have a burning desire to live and succeed. And you can start, start, and everyone does, but we get confused because of all the gadgets and elements that take us away, different than any other generation. Being pulled, the cell phone has to be with you at every second. There's no time to think. Ryan Miller said, is there such a thing as thinking too much? No, if you're thinking constructively and properly. There's no time to think. So you're going to think I'm eternal. Everything I say is forever. I'm like an angel. Hashem loves me and counts me. It sounds like a... sounds. We know it's right, but it sounds like a fairy tale. So unless we have a burning desire to think and live by the words of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So it's important also, we told a little story last week. A true story, but this could make us again see sometimes a diagnosis of other people is unrealistic, and sometimes a diagnosis of ourselves is fall short of who we are. So the story of a seventh grade boy in a certain school, a day school in the Midwest, and this teachers could be the Rabbeim. They couldn't take him. He was a wild character, wild character. So they said they can't take him anymore, and we have to have him evaluated. And that's also a big fallback today, too. When we can't deal with a boy or a girl, all of a sudden, they see somebody, and it's medication. Instead of thinking maybe it's the wrong class, the wrong Rebbe this year. Could be another Rebbe. Could be something at home. The father has to spend more time. The mother has to do certain things. More regiment. There's so many factors in a child and a boy and a girl growing up that to try to make them fit into a classroom, a certain classroom, a certain Rebbe, a certain teacher, that a person has to do a lot of reflection. Side points, especially today, you live in a world that's ready to jump. So the seventh grade boy was wild, so they got him evaluated by the Board of Ed. And the Board of Ed in that community evaluated him, and the results were on the way, and then the father got a call for a job out of town. So eventually they went out of town. The father made it very nicely out of town. The boy decided in the new place, uh, no one knows who I am. I'm going to behave differently. And I've seen this. This happens in everyday life. He said, I'm going to be a good boy. I'm going to control. And the situation seemed was good for him too. And he became. He became a good boy. And he did very nicely. And his father made it nicely in business. And eventually the boy went into his father's business and also made money also. And years later he said to himself, what about that evaluation? I want to go back and see what that evaluation said. He went to his back to his hometown, I think it was Texas, and they, he asked about the the records, the evaluation. No, we can't find it. It's too long ago. So he offered them some money, and they found the records. The record said as following, as follows. The first line said he's on a borderline of retardation. 
Second line said something just as appalling. And the third line said, borderline of being institutionalized. Now, this happens, this is extreme, but this happens over and over and over and over again. We forget that our, our moves are eternal, that we're living for eternity. And living for eternity means every detail has to be looked into. Decisions have to be looked into. Could be a different classroom situation, a different school. Could be a different <coughs> way the mahalach of the home is. Again, more time with the father. There's many, many different reasons. But there's a second fold, not only diagnosing and unexpected unexpected incidents become catastrophic and our reactions, like the, it's like the world's reaction, the quickest remedy, which can be, uh, unfortunately, for life. But our reaction has to be one that every detail is looked into, and we have to then recognize, also recognize what the other person is, but another thing we can look at, we sometimes diagnose ourselves in the same way. We don't realize our own power. I don't have patience. I don't have patience. Or this is who I am. I'm sloppy. I'm neat. I'm late. I'm early. I don't know. My brain is slow. My brain is fast. We have all the different talk. But a person has to know the diagnosis of yourself is many times very, very short. Short in the, the strengths you have and what you really can do. I used to work public school. I remember these certain students who were not doing anything. Eventually they became policemen and whatever it is. And as a policeman, all of a sudden, the person was a total irresponsible person, became responsible, maybe after, went back to his old things. But a person has that ability to really work on the external to turn the internal. And the other way around, too. I told you a story once, just to emphasize the idea of a person not diagnosed as anything, and doesn't diagnose himself as anything. It was a year or so ago, I was on the train going <coughs> a certain place, and I stood there. All of a sudden, a big person stood right in front of me. And I looked up and up and up. He was a tall fellow. And I looked at him, and the train people were on there, so I thought to myself, not trying to do anything to me, nicely dressed. And I looked at him, I said, I know you, right? Because, yeah. You went to Lincoln High School? He said, yeah. And you were in my class at Lincoln High School? Said, yeah. And you didn't show up too much? He said, yeah. <laughs> and you were a little shorter then? Yeah, I'm six foot eight now. <laughs> As I sat down at a couple of stops, 
He told me, I spoke to my mother today. I wanted to go visit Mr. Griper in uh, high school. So I told him I retired three years ago, and you're not going to find me there. So it was a little peculiar. I haven't I never seen this guy in six years at least. And he said to me that I wanted to go back to Lincoln High School today because when I was there, when I was 16, he was 22 now, I think, he said the principal and assistant principal would come around and put me down because I was in the hallway all the time. And because I couldn't sit, couldn't be in the classroom, whatever reason. And they would say, you're nothing. You're going to always live where you're going to live. Never make something other out of your life. And they said worse things than that, but I'm being <clears throat> polite. Awful things. You're going to be nothing in your life. And then he said, and this is not for any pat on the back, it's just a, it's an amazing thing. So I used to see him in the hallway. <laughs> I never saw him in the room. So I say, Andrew, why don't you come to class? You can pass. You have the ability. Just come to class. I don't know how many times I did it because I don't remember I did it, but he said I did it. So I wanted to go back to Lincoln High School today. Why? I wanted to show the principal that I made it because he's now I'm 22. I'm working for UPS. He went for a GD, said, so-called online, and eventually got a UPS job you know, three, four years ago working, <coughs> helping out, cleaning up, and eventually built himself up to a regular driver. I wanted to tell the principal, see, I made it. I recommended he shouldn't because the principal, I think he would, the boy would have got upset at him. So that's not the person to speak to. But he goes, I wanted to go back to see you because you encouraged me. So forget about the encouragement part. But the truth of the matter is encouragement with embistic ideas in it helps everybody. You want to start a program to make everyone in the house love you? Encourage but MS everybody. You'll see a different place. Side point. But the point is he was diagnosed as a nobody, a nobody, nobody. And I think himself too, he felt like a nobody, 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 because he kept going more more and more he kept going in the hallway, not in the classroom. So what he happened when he left, he said, No, I'm gonna become somebody. And going to him and his background and everything else. It was impressive. So you see, a person has to two things. Diagnose others a little differently. And because it's eternal, your words and your actions. And you have to diagnose yourself differently. Okay, so we're going to go on a journey today on the first commandment of marriage. Be realistic, expect the unexpected. But we're going to go with this throughout all the other Ten Commandments. This is going to be a basis. In other words, again, we're eternal people. Everything we say and do is forever and ever. And everything is tov. Hashem loves you and loves you and loves you and loves you. If you recognize the love, you'll grow. And the bops in the head once in a while, you'll see that's part of how we have to grow. So be realistic. Expect the unexpected. Because how we react to unexpected events is crucial. It's crucial. I told you a story another. 
old public school story. When I taught, I used to put do nows on the board. So I put do now, do now is a red miller. No one thought about it. So I said, be realistic. Expect the unexpected. And they'd have to write something on it. So one boy came back the next day and said, you know, I go home. My mother has to have supper for me. And I get really upset when there's no, there's no supper. So I came home yesterday and there was no supper. And I usually get so mad. So I yell at her. And <clears throat> he's from a homeless. I mean, he was in orphanages. It was a really broken home. They lived in different places. And But yesterday I came on. I said, wait a second. The teacher taught us today, be realistic. Maybe my mother's having a hard day. Expect the unexpected. Instead, I'm going to make her supper. And he did. When my, my mother came home, she said, Phil, usually you yell at me. You yell at me. What's this about? Well, I learned in school today, expect the unexpected. I figured mommy had a hard day. So I figured I'd make you, make you supper. So she said, thank G-O-D. So there's ways to act to unexpected events. But let's look at some of the unexpected events. <clears throat> a person marries. So the Rav used to say, when you get married, the man you marry seems smart. Then you see he can't count the bills. So because what happens is, when you get married, life has ups and downs before you get married, and life has ups and downs after you get married. But when you get married, before you get married, ups and downs you blame, you can blame on your mother, father, and uh, other people. But now the main blame goes to the mate because you were feeling pretty good. So unfortunately, a person gets married and then sees, can't count the bill so well. Davening is a little late. The sweet voice all the time is telling me a little what to do. So, an eternal person, a forever person, says, wait, be realistic, expect unexpected. I'm happy with the unexpected, and a person has to see how he or she is going to deal with the unexpected, but this is reality. She sees he's forgetful, because when a woman gets married, she has four arms right away. How could he forget the milk? I won't forget the milk, but a man, he gets married... He has two arms, she has two arms, he's still doing his thing, he comes home, he has a wife. It's a different, takes a while for the man to understand this teamwork stuff. Some do earlier than others. But the woman's like born with it. So what happens is, he forgets. And instead of saying, well, a second, let me a second, I'm learning a new element, a new thing about men, a new thing about this man. So all these situations, she could, she could think, am I going to attack, get angry, or maybe let me think how I could help. Because I'll tell you, a recent situation someone came to me. He's a 
also was a Talmud of Ramilla, but yeah, amazing thing. He said, for 30 years, I've been working with my wife. She kept a sloppy kitchen table, a sloppy kitchen. I think I had one comment years ago, and I realized it was, a, it was almost like a war. So my Rebbe said to me, you just come in, try to help, you look for the good. That she's cooking all together, be thankful. And he started a program of just encouraging her and helping. And, and I, the woman, after a while, would apologize. Sorry about the kitchen, sorry about the kitchen. And she tried, but it was very hard. He said, a year ago, something clicked in his wife. She decided, I want an immaculate kitchen. He said, a year already, the kitchen is immaculate. Like, what happened? So you see, if he would have reacted and kept saying to her, listen to the kitchen every week, Shabbos, weekday. Ah, ah. So he would have created a lot of tension. And probably she wouldn't have fixed it anyway. <laughs> because for some reason, he didn't do it on purpose. But by this method, it took 30 years. But now it's working. He said, beautiful. Now the other rooms are getting clean. So I'm not saying everything has to take 30 years. But a person has to know, this is who I married. This is who he or she is. I have to accept him or her for what is. And let me see how and the best way to work on it is. And you see, many times certain things can't change so well. But in the total picture of your marriage and the family, don't worry. With a clean kitchen, your children will still be to me and married to me what do you mean? They're going to see, ah, I've seen this. By the way, this family's children are all neat. So it's not, because it's not done on purpose. It's not done with vengeance. not done, I don't care about you. So it's an important thing. Expect the unexpected, ladies. And with money, expect the unexpected. Other than it being difficult, it being difficult, with money, and but sometimes a man is working for the money, and it's a little stingy. Trying to be frugal, because a woman usually thinks the man is stingy, and a woman man man thinks that his wife is overspending. But a man has to know the wife is only it's unexpected too, unexpected too. It's unexpected. Think your wife is spending, but the truth of them is, you think of you see, most of the ladies are only spending for the family, maybe a little extra here and there to make everyone happy. You see, that's we have happy children because you have a mouse thinking about them. Money in the bank and that is ins insignificant, so it is something that happens, not simple. So she has to see that when he gets a little upset about that, okay, he feels a personal thing. So how am I going to deal with it? I'll watch a little here and there. I'll compliment on how much he works. I'm not sure. I make sure he comes home. I have a nice, you know, dainties for him and a watermelon for him. There's so many different ways you can could help, especially if you don't think you can change any. Might not be able to. There's a lot of expenses out there today. Another thing you do is appreciate. How many w women say thank you once a day for the husband working? The given that the bills are paid, 
We're gonna work plenty too. We'll go. We can go. We'll go to the other round, round, round two. But the point of the matter is, do you say thank you to your husband for working? It must have been a hard. Thank you. You can say thank you without me saying thank you. Just when he comes in, supper's ready, or <clears throat> have a little coffee and cake before you start anything. Relax. Many ways you can say thank you, even out the word thank you. Or you can start reacting to it being. How can we spend this? Then we spend that. That's something a man should do, but it happens. Expect the unexpected. But you have to know you're eternal. This is forever, everybody. Everything you say to him is forever and ever and ever. And even if it's right, if it's said in the wrong tone, it's said with improper manners, it's said as a put down, you will be accountable. It's forever and ever. He's learning to he expected a big time of And he learns an hour a day and he falls asleep, but he's trying. You have to see. He might be disappointed. But you see his earnesty. If it's there, it's earnesty, and he's trying. If he's not, that's why I tell everybody, starting today, say, look, Rab, you have to have a Rebbe. Really say, put him on the carpet. People listening, don't have a Rebbe, give a call. I'm not the rabbi, but you can call 718-339-6020. And see, in Griper, and I'll find you a rabbi. <laughs> There's plenty to be found, a mentor. Everyone needs it. Even the learning, a woman can encourage. I know a woman, this man wasn't really learning too much. And one day someone came back. One of the children came back Shabbos and said, you know, Abba was in the shul and he was learning with somebody and other people kept coming and they all surrounded him and Abba was really giving a class to like 10 people. So what happened was when the father came home, the mother went wild. Harov, she excited, excited. You can get excited. You can build up learning with your husband. Like his fault, his ways, everything's eternal. Be expected Expect the unexpected. But two ways you can respond. You can respond disappointed. Disappointed is the way I thought it should be. And the other way around too. The man sees his wife all of a sudden nagging nanny. Like I said, women have two four arms. They're a team. You know, a guy one night was helping his wife with a certain thing to write three in the morning. And then he said something. She got so upset at him. And then... He said to himself, I, you know, he, he, I helped her the whole night. She didn't even say thank you. She even got upset. So he said, I want everything. Why? Because we have four arms, two brains, two, you know, four eyes. We're all together. She got upset maybe because she was a little tense. You say thanks. She said thank you the next day. But a man has to know. The nagging is not nagging. Is that a frustration, a hard day? Like the Rub used to say, tremendous thing. And Rachel <coughs> said to Yaakov, want a baby. And Yaakov said, I'm in Hashem's place. Or Miller and others said, yes, you are in Hashem's place to your wife. You will, there will be expectations of Superman. I'm not telling a guzma. I'm telling you a made-up story. I'm telling you this is real life, guys. You have to be Superman. And Hashem will give you those qualities. 
When you're 10, you can't do what a 15-year-old. When you're 15, you can't do 20. 20, you can't do what a married man does. But you'll do it. Shem sends panas, strength, coax, yadishmaya, all the time if you want it. Obviously, you get married, you find out the neatest, nicest girl is the sloppiest in town. Or the neatest in town. Whatever drives you crazy. And what happens is, again, be realistic. Expect the uninter- Expect I'm an eternal man. Eternal. So I see the house sloppy. What man comes in, doesn't say, what is this? I don't understand. You have one baby running around, the whole house is a mess. Wake up, buddy. You're all like off. Business is booming. One child, two child. Business is booming. Not only that, this might be the way it is with her. She she has this flaw. <laughs> Honest. There's some people who are, they forget their socks all the time for 100 years. So you can react in two ways, Papa. You could walk in and say to her, get that broom. You get you walk in, don't say anything. Sorry, you take the broom. And you start sweeping. Honey, I know you had a hard day. I'll help. And the guy is thinking now, wait a second, if I do that, she'll take advantage. Don't take advantage. If you're loving her all the time and giving chizik, et cetera, et cetera, I know it's hard. After all, she'll feel guilty. Not only guilt, not only guilty, and I'm real guilty in a bad way. She'll say, oh, sweet, I'm sorry, sorry, the house is a little messy. She'll start saying sorry to you. And through the honey, who knows, eventually you come home, the house might be neater than you think. It, it would ever be. But by saying these words, you're helping her? By being, uh, and after a while, the unexpected is expected, and you still open your mouth up. Like, wake up. It's not helping, so why try to keep fitting your square into her circle? A woman try to fit their square into his circle. Stop. Stop. Or she's late all the time. You come home. Kids supposed to go on a trip at 10 o'clock, and you leave at 1. Join the club. So you learn until 10 o'clock. Do something until 10 o'clock. When you come home, get busy kissing everybody. Get ready to help. Maybe you can leave by 1230. But help, get involved, and a man come home. You know, a man got married after a week. Yeah, one man. He got married after a week. <clears throat> he came to me, how could you set me up with this lady? Everything I say, she says the opposite. It's like, so what? So therefore, how are you going to deal with it? Well, I can't take it. I know no news. I haven't listened. Don't tell him what to do all of it. Anyway, you just be who you are. You'll get plenty. So he kept complaining. I said, what's, what's, she's not listening to you? I said, let me ask you, the last 10 years or so, you've been working on anything to improve yourself? He said, yeah, working on my anger. I work so hard on it. I go, have you improved? Uh, not really. So I said, you've been talking to yourself the last 10 years and you don't even listen to yourself. How do you expect her to listen to you in a week? At least wait 10 years. A man has to earn his respect, by the way. So, Brooke Hashem, 10 years later, they were going along. Another man, after a couple of weeks, he brought a beautiful wife, beautiful wife. They can't take it anymore. She can't cook. She's gaining weight, uh, throwing up, and ay ay. <laughs> Expect the unexpected, and I had no idea this was what happened. Run to your rebbe. Run with someone with some br- 
who has sense to explain. If you go in and help and cuddle and help along in every possible way to her, you'll see she'll go, I'm sorry, honey, I just, I, I have no energy anymore. You'll hear it, you'll hear it, but if you go opposite, opposite, because you just don't understand how to deal with the unexpected. You don't realize you're eternal, eternal, eternal. Use your seichel. Said you'll you'll deal with it. She's right now like oh, she's like she's a little sick, but not in a bad way. It's a happy sickness. So it's crucial to realize. Eh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hashem said, "I'm forever, and you're forever. You're forever. Every word and action is forever." You know what that means? It's such a positive thing. Your interaction with your mate, with your parents, with your children, your children to your parents. Every interaction one has, you're getting a big plus in Shemayim or you're getting the opposite. This is happy because everything's for Tov. Darach Hashem and that's the Vuna emphasizing the Shema. Emphasize that everything is for your good. Just recognize Hashem's good. You have a wife. You have children, or you're still young, you'll get married, all the chesed, things you could do. And uh, the reward is forever and ever. Like Ms. Elisharim says, it's an oneg. It's going to be a, a life in the afterworld of delight. So let's go a little further. With some unexpected events. Remember the second commandment was called keep routines. This is a crucial thing, keep routines. But a man's routines gains respect from his wife. I know recently a man learning, he's not I'm gonna come home in the afternoon, stay home in the afternoons. Forget about it. He loves respect with everybody. Wife, children, everything else. But a person has to keep routines, like we mentioned in the morning, a little note to each other. Start today, 90, 90 and under. A little note to your wife and husband in the morning before he goes to work, she goes to work, he takes a walk, she takes a walk before davening. A little note. And But we know what happens with routines. Keep routines. Everyone's wife's birthday. How many men forget the wife's birthday? You can't forget your wife's birthday. But the wife, you know my birthday was yesterday, honey? <laughs> so she can also, she knows he's forgetful. And he's trying in other areas. Or this is one of the areas she wants to introduce the importance she can kid around. You know, birthday is next week. But I'll tell you, me. And she could do things and try to play to realize he didn't realize before he got married. He didn't have to remember anybody's birthday before he got married. Including his own. <laughs> so it might be a big new uh, institution that you're opening up to him. Showing birthdays is important. Not only by showing him his birthday, remind him of your birthday. But, men listening now, make sure you don't forget your wife's birthday. English, Hebrew, 
was someone's birthday, it was English, Hebrew, Father's Day. <laughs> Whatever your wife or husband like, go for it. Anniversaries. It's a routine. It's a regular yearly thing. How many people forget? So for your husband, remind them. Do things if you see he's a forgetful person. What do you mean? This thing he forgets. He forgets everything else too. Okay, this might be, when you get married, expect the unexpected. This might be one of his flaws until he realizes you're a team. Again, that's why he needs a Rebbe, so you can speak to the Rebbe. You can make him aware of priorities. It's all about priorities. And he's not doing it viciously. When you're single, I'm running to this chasana, running for this person, this person. When you get married, you have a wife. Okay, she tells me I'll run. No, but we have to understand, priority means she gets all the running. And then if there's time left, the other people get the running. Anniversaries, they forget, unexpected. Uh, there's other things too, children's birthdays. And other things too. And routines is important. That if your husband is not in the program with the routines, we have to think about how to encourage him to learn, encourage him in work, encourage him to play time to find the children. Don't expect things and just walk away. You'll see there's some flaws, but if you're going to bring anything out of the situation and make those flaws of his something that he becomes a little better or something you have to learn how to overcome or something you have to do for yourself, but you'll learn it through positive means. Remember you forever. And the other way through yelling and bickering and saying you forgot and, and walking in the corner, sitting in the corner like solemn-faced you have to think, think, think beforehand. Think of what to do. I'm not saying you're not feeling bad. Especially routines and these important routines that your person needs. A woman needs these things. And the routine of getting money. I'm all for it. Bank accounts should be under husband and wife's name. But all the bank accounts. Except the wife makes a little money inside, she wants to hold it. She should be able to do what she wants with it. And usually what she does with it is spend it on the children anyway. But with money too, there's routines. And she gets up and upset about her husband. So this is something too has to be. Again, that's where a rub comes into the picture. But you have to expect unexpected. And see and talk and see how it can work. Not so simple. And affection. We mentioned attention, affection, appreciation. AAA, attention, appreciation, and affection. The man is so busy. He comes home late. Even when nice, he should be home early. And that goes the other way around, too. Attention, AAA, attention, appreciation, affection, the other way around. There are people who go on strike. So with that too, we have to be a little bit realistic. First of all, you're eternal. And you have to do what you have to do and what your duty says. Soliciting love is another story. But a man and a woman has to do what he or she has to do no matter what. As soon as the warmth, AAA, is slowly taking away because of vengeance, because of upset then that is a 
a big pot and can break up break up people so it's important that a woman might have to teach the man or a man might have to teach the lady but never go on striking these areas be being upset being again because being upset means the expected you didn't expect the unexpected not talking about something happens just now. It could be you expected things for twenty years. It didn't happen, so you should be. It should be expected already. But still, in all, think about how an eternal person deals with it. What advice a person gets? We said most of the time by doing things yourself, being a model yourself, you can have the influence. The situation recently looked pretty. Catastrophic, and the man got into some sort of. Uh, he liked. He wanted to ride motorcycles. Why? Well, I have no idea. So it, it was something that was more than a lot of tension. There are other things too. So she won the jackpot <laughs> the other day. She said to him, "Well, what kind of motorcycle is that? Where'd you get it? Then it on a whole, and all of a sudden they're going out for dinner. So." There's things we can we, we, we can hop on. It's an urgent thing to keep routines, to know, schedule the wife and husband. I tell every wife and husband, make sure you have time for each other, for the letters and the notes, and the one day a week walk together. It rekindles, rekindles. And if it's not happening from the other side, Think to yourself, I can react. Why this? Why this? You didn't do this, you didn't do that. Or you can think about how to react as an eternal, forever person. Because whatever I say and do, Shem will put it in my records, and it's going to be forever and ever to live a world of delight. And then the action might be a little different. You have to think, think. It's harder to think the how to implement and work on certain things. Two things you have to. First of all, you can't expect change so fast, <laughs> if ever, sometimes. So you have to learn one thing, how to deal with it emotionally and physically, etc. But the second thing is there are things you can do to encourage processes. You can encourage, encourage. Could be routines, your wife, the supper on the table. It's a hard thing. Mary Miller said, it's nice and good for the family to eat together. So I know a family, the husband instituted it. He came home, and he said, I'm coming home tonight, this and this time. I'm coming home. He came home sometimes, supper wasn't even near ready. So he would set the table and start talking to the wife and help her along. She'd cook, of course, her by herself because she knew it would be the best food that way. After a while, she ends up cooking by herself, and he'd come home when the food was ready. Instead of coming on with the food, I told we have a whole, whole system now. And no, 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 no. Expect unexpected, even the routines. And the truth of the matter, when the routines are being followed, if the woman making supper, if the woman's doing laundry, if the woman keeping the house a certain way, that has to be recognized. Like you rec that's recognizing the tov of Hashem. Hashem is giving you tov, giving you a wonderful wife, so that's a tov you have to constantly say. Say it out loud. To the whole world, especially say it to your wife.
Another commandment, make peace as soon as possible. Now, this is again dealing, be realistic, expect the unexpected. All of a sudden, you come home and your wife's upset about something. And your response is, don't worry, what are you getting such a, make such a big thing about it? And then she yells more. So your job, that was showing I'm not listening. We mentioned many times the no tension zone. You walk in, you encourage something that's truthful. Look at something good. If already the wife's in the mood, it could be so many different reasons and maybe reasons she deserves to be upset. So the second thing is uh, to validate, to, to yes, sure, what do you need? And to validate, and she might blame you too. But usually the blame is a, like a, a million times more than the blame should be. Because who knows what happened beforehand? And today, that's the way it is today. It's not tit for tat, it's tit for bomb. For some reason, a person forgets something and it becomes a yelling like a person, something really bad happened. So a person has to expect the unexpected. What do you mean? How much can I take? No, you're not taking. You are there as the buffer. You are there to try to help her. So expect unexpected. Expect, expect, expected. There's so many different ways you can eventually calm it down. By calling her right before and saying, what do you need on the way home? I'm going to come home. And when you come home right away, clean, help, encourage, work with the children. Let her just sit down for a second and take a breath. There's so many things a man can do to avoid that yell, that scream. But a woman has to understand. It could be a man just missing the boat. So you have to help encourage. You have to be able to understand. So when he comes in, he might hit his grump, his yell. What's going on here? So he, of course, needs training and needs a rub, like I said before. But each one has to realize that whatever is said, and if it's a little too loud and it's not proper and really extreme, your job is eternal. So either I react and say, who are you talking to? How can you talk like that? As soon as you walk in or the other way around, how can you say this? Your job is to make peace as soon as possible. Make peace as soon as possible. If it's sorry, if it's I'll help, sit down. Whatever it is, or just to keep quiet, I hear your point, anything. But then you can think, what encouraged this yell and scream? You did have a hard day at work. And maybe uh, she did have a hard day at home. So what if she thinks, well, he maybe he had a hard day at work. So what am I going to do tonight? Supper. I mean, Susie walks in. Even when, when it happens already, it's hard. So that night you might have to just uh, keep quiet and keep quiet and eventually give him something nice will usually help. But a person, a woman can think next day in the morning, first of all, make a little note and just say how much I care for him. And may I like a little special you know, dessert for his lunch today. And during the day, I know he has a certain break. I'm going to call him. 
and saying, looking forward to you coming home tonight and hope your day is okay. And when he comes in, again, encouragement, a nice watermelon spread. I can tell you stories like that. All of a sudden, you'll see what you saw him lose himself with. After a little while, he'll realize you're his main person. You're his supporter. <laughs> you're the lady. The other way around. The man comes home. So right away, she, he thinks lost it. So his reaction is crucial here. If it's connected, it's going to be even worse. But he could think at this moment, it'd be very vata, how could I help? But let him think how the next day he can make it easier for him. Maybe in the morning, a little note, an endearing note. And maybe call her up and go out to lunch with her that day. Why not? If you can't, I'll call during on the way home. You know she likes books. You know she likes certain things. Just walk in on the way before. What do you need? When he walks in, the same thing. With a big, oh, sweet, I know. Yes, yeah. Please sit down. Please sit down. I want you to relax. I'm cleaning. I'm taking care of the business now. Like, but on the way home today, I thought you'd like it. Anything. Let him think. Let him think. Endearing words. Attention, appreciation, and affection. Big time, big time. And day after day, night after night, night after night. And then. When things are will calm. You know, you work too hard. I'm taking you out Thursday night. We're going out for dinner. I'm getting a babysitter. And if you can make it regular, you'll see. Make pieces of food as soon as possible. It will be less and less and less and less. There'll be peace. More peace. So it's a, a crucial thing. It all is in our mind. Are we eternal people? Are we forever? <clears throat> Or we don't want to expect the unexpected and we're not realistic and we react in a way that's emotional and irresponsible. But we just got to a point, even when it happens, there's no reason why you can't make the next day better whatever side of the fence you're on. Also, sometimes the mean words are very harsh, and that's something you always, you never, they're very harsh sometimes. So we just said make peace as soon as possible. If it's just being quiet then, or getting out of broom then, or whatever it is then, make sure you plan, plan, plan to make it better. So when I look at Fifth commandment, loyal, be loyal. There's a big thing too. Be realistic, be realistic, expect the unexpected. Unfortunate, sometimes the woman tells her mother the problems. Even when you make up, the mother remembers the problems. And there's been story, story, story. After years, the mother thinks the marriage is terrible. The truth of the matter is it's gone up and down like everybody else. So loyal to one's mate is a crucial thing. And the man, too, sometimes tells his friend, tells his father. So again, be loyal to your wife or your husband. That means you're eternal people. You're forever people. And when things bother, like I said before, say Make sure you have someone to talk to, someone to talk to. 
And by chance, the other person is not so loyal because he says something. He says something to his father. She said something to him. So think how one can reconcile. How can one work together on limiting that? That's where Selah Harav comes in. We'll have to continue that one. But be loyal to everyone. You have to say, my husband is the best. Everyone, you have to say, my wife's the best. So again, the two main factors today, we said, one, dear, Hashem is, eh, yeah, Hashem, eh, yeah. Hashem says, I'm forever, means you're forever. Everything you say or you do is forever and ever. Second, Hashem counts as the Rav said, because Hashem loves us. He forever people that Hashem is sending tov, tov, tov. He loves you, he loves you, he loves you. And the only reason we don't get tov is we don't recognize the tov. And the third thing we kept saying, be realistic, expect the unexpected. So when things happen that you don't like, you react like eternal people. You should react like eternal people instead of going connected, opposite. Instead, I'm going to think what an eternal person would do. We spoke about it. To think, to correct, to fix, to his attention, appreciation, and affection. So we all should have a slok and bracha. Again, this has been Sion Griper, 718-339-6020. Just a call and we'll get you a rabbi. It's fine. We all should see simchas and brachas for 120 plus years.